to Journey Church, we would love to get to know you. On Sunday, November 12th, after our church service, we will have a meet and greet for new members and guests. This is where you can connect with our pastors, have coffee and donuts, ask any questions you may have, or just want to find ways to get involved. So go to the Church Center app and register and join us in the living room on November 12th. We look forward to seeing you. Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Baptism is such a wonderful experience for a new believer. You see, baptism is simply an outward testimony of an inward transformation. It's the first step of obedience for a new follower in Christ. We are so excited to announce that we will be having another Baptism Sunday on November 19th. You can register on the app for yourself or for one of your children. If you have any questions, find a pastor. We look so forward to celebrating these baptisms on Sunday, November 19th. And now, please welcome Family Life Pastor, Julie Meyer. Morning! I really love Baby Dedication Sunday. It's one of my favorites, and one of the things that I love the most is seeing all of these families and realizing how blessed we are with new families people coming to our church with young ones. If you like to serve in babies, I think you can see we need you. Um, there's lots and lots of young families joining our church. When Pastor Mike asked me to give a message on the anointing of Jesus, I was very, very excited about that. But then I started doing some research and um, realized that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gave account for this moment in history and the problem is, each story is a little bit different. One happened at Simon the Pharisee's house. Two happened at Simon the leper's house. One happened at Lazarus's house. One involved anointing Jesus' feet, or two involved anointing Jesus' feet. Two involved anointing his head. Some had tears. Some didn't have tears. And it got very confusing very quickly. <laughs> yes. So I went and did a whole lot of research, and I was looking around, and there are scholars out there who say that this is all the same story, and there are scholars who say that there are four different stories, and by the end of it, I didn't really know what to think. And I talked to Mike, and he said, you need to talk about what the Holy Spirit leads you to speak about. So I prayed a lot. I've come to believe that this story, that the story from Luke is completely separated. There's so many differences, but the other three are very, very similar. So what I want you to do is I've made a slide with all four of those accounts in the Bible, and I would ask that you go read those stories, and you make a decision for yourself. What do you think the differences are and how this works? There were so many things that went involved in that story. But today, I'm going to focus on the passage that involves Mary anointing Jesus in John chapter 12. Mary plays a key part in these in two stories prior to this moment. So I want to kind of lead up to that if that's all right. It's important for us to look at these two things. Number one, you guys remember the story about Mary and Martha? And Martha invites Jesus. Jesus is coming through town. Martha invites Jesus over for you know, dinner or whatever it may have been, and Mary and Martha were there, and Mary or Martha was so busy cleaning and cooking and preparing, and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. And Martha got frustrated, and Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better 
the one that is right, and she will, this will not be taken from her. This story comes to play here in just a few minutes, so I need you to really focus on that and remember that story. The second one comes from John chapter 11, the story right before the anointing, the story of Lazarus. This story gives us a huge detail, so we're going to take a little bit more time and go uh, look into it a little bit more. If you remember in John chapter 11, 11, Lazarus was very, very sick, and Mary and Martha had reached out for Jesus, hey, please come, Lazarus isn't doing well. But before Lazarus, before Jesus arrived, Lazarus had died. Now, Jesus knew this. When he got there, Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Martha runs out, and then she goes back and she gets Mary. And Mary, our friend Mary, she ran out to Jesus and she said, If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. The Bible says this. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. And they told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, you see how much he loved him. Now, my whole life when I was reading this story, when I read this passage, I always thought Jesus was just so overcome with grief for Lazarus and for his friends that he was weeping. But now I can see that Jesus sees things differently than we do. He knew in that moment that everyone, including Mary, his friend, They didn't understand who he really was, and it hurt him. In fact, Jesus was so deeply troubled by it that he wept. Mary, who previously sat at the feet of the master while Martha cleaned, Mary, who was commended by Jesus for choosing the better thing, Mary, who seemed like she had it all together, missed it, just like you and I do all the time. When life is going great, it's easy to trust in him. But when we're at our lowest, when things are overwhelming, when our hearts are broken, tormented, our faith wavers. I can't help but wonder how much I make Jesus weep. When we choose to trust ourselves or others more than him, When our lives get overwhelming, when we forget that Jesus is the Messiah and he can do anything. When our marriages are at the brink of divorce. When our kids are doing things that we know that they shouldn't. Or when we know things that are going on in our children's lives and we have to send them to school where they're being bullied constantly. When people we love are struggling with their health. When we lose our job and we don't know how we're going to make ends meet, when the people that you truly cared about and you thought really cared about you leave. It's easy for us to feel like Jesus isn't with us in those most difficult moments or that maybe he's just arrived a little too late. But the truth is, (laughs) he's with us through all of it and he wants us to see who he is. And that we belong to him. And that he loves us. 
and that he cares about our problems and that we can truly trust him to handle them. If we keep reading in verse 37, we can pinpoint some moments where nobody seemed to get it. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Can you see the lack of understanding? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, bless her heart, protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. And Jesus responded. I would, agree, I would think maybe with a little frustration in his voice. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? So they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here so that they may believe you sent me. Listen, Jesus is frustrated. He's trying to get them to understand that he is the son of the most high God. And he can do absolutely anything. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth, and Jesus said, unwrap him and let him go. Look, our focus today is on Mary, more so than any of the other ones. Mary knew Jesus could heal. She knew he was special. She called him Lord. But she still struggled the same way we do. But then she witnessed the miracle of the resurrection of Lazarus. I believe everything changed in that moment for Mary. She understood who Jesus was. She understood that he loved her. She understood that she belonged to him. And she was willing to do anything from that moment on. That's when we move into chapter 12. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had just raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. And here's what happened. All of the sudden, Mary remembered her chapter 11. She remembered what all he had done for her and for her family. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. Mary responded by once again coming to kneel at the feet of Jesus, this time with a true understanding of who he was. In a beautiful act of faith, she broke a costly jar of perfume and anointed his feet with it. In a heartfelt expression of humility and repentance, she dried his feet with, his own, with her own hair. She got it. She was showing him that she loved him and that she valued him and that she truly knew him. 
she finally knew and understood that he was hers and she was his. She belonged. Listen, our lives are filled with troubled times. But during those moments, when we lean in and let Jesus fill it, we need to lean in and let Jesus fill those moments. We need to let him take control. We need to let him handle everything. We need to trust him. And we need to understand who he is. Because I think if you're like me, most of the time I don't. Most of the time I don't realize, oh, he can do anything. Anything. I just need to have a strong faith and the ability to trust that he will do what he is going to do. That's all I need. Today we have something special for you. My sweet friend is going to make her way up here. I'm excited for her to share her testimony with you. I heard her testimony, a little short version, at our IF gathering. And then she came to our women's retreat, and I got to hear the second, the, the big version of her story, and I was blown away. I think everyone there was. So some of you women who came to our retreat have already heard this. But her story is unbelievable. And I know you'll be blessed by it today. The great thing about this is, though, everything that happened, she still recognizes that God was with her and that he blessed her. She overcame a lot. And I could keep going, but I think I'll just let her testimony speak for herself. So welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself for our 